the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good evening and welcome to Contending for the Faith. We're the cutting-edge Christian apologetic ministry addressing the issues and challenges facing today's church. For the next hour with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. Well, we have come, can you believe this, to part 21 in our series tonight, Dr. Buckner. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, if you've been listening to all 20 episodes of this series, God bless you. And you're going to get a thrill tonight because we're bringing you, again, part 21 in our series entitled Peace in the Battle. And as we've said over the last few weeks, oftentimes our lives feel like a battlefield. We feel like we are in the midst of bombs going off, machine gun fired, people running and screaming. A battle is raging all around us. Chaos abounds. But have you ever considered that there is a different battlefield raging, a battlefield that is taking place in your mind, a battlefield that we deal with in our thought life, a battlefield that attacks our thinking, a battlefield that leads us often to despair. But you know what? There is good news in the midst of this battle. And we're going to give it to you tonight. So hang on, buckle up, getting ready to take this plane on a different ride tonight. So stay tuned for we are not pretending. We are contending for the faith. Dr. Buckner, how are you tonight? Brother Gary, I'm truly blessed. And thank you so much for that challenging introduction. And we want to thank everybody out there in Radio Land for joining us for another edition of Contending for the Faith. I'm your host, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner, and we know that you're going to be blessed by our program tonight. So as Brother Gary said, buckle up, because we're getting ready to take you on a spiritual ride in the direction of heaven. And we've been talking about this series on the peace in the battlefield. Peace in the battlefield. And boy, do we need that today in this world by which we live, because Mm. there is chaos and there is division, there is... uh, satanic attacks, there's the flesh, there's the world, all around us today, everywhere you look, every place you go, killing, division, violence, torture, you know, just on and on and on. We're living in a troubled world. And we're going to be talking about uh, this sort of thing tonight in relationship to all these things that we've been sharing with you, that when you lack the peace of God, then you get attacked on a spiritual level, then an emotional level, a mental level, physical level. And then you get uh, attacked in, under this physical level with a lot of different areas uh, that we have laid out, like sleepless days and nights and irritations being easily provoked. And then uh, eating disorders, number three. And number four, suicidal acts and suicidal tendencies. And number five, immorality, and all types of immorality the Bible brings out as well. And number six, drunkenness. We're living in a world of drunkenness. Everywhere you turn, people are getting drunk. 
And we pray for people who have addictions in these areas and who are being attacked in these areas. And then we said that this uh, uh, seventh point that we're going to be talking about is dealing with the issue of strife, you know, strife and division. And, you know, this thing of strife started off in uh, heaven with uh, Lucifer. You know, he started strife and division in heaven. And ever since that time, he's come to the earth and started strife and division in the Garden of Eden. And he does that today in uh, homes, in uh, marriages, and in uh, families, in the community, uh, with the government, with the world. Everywhere you turn, there is uh, strife and division. Uh, There was a true story that uh, recently happened, and I was counseling a family. I don't want to mention their name. But uh, it was a a sad situation, bad situation that could have been diffused right up at the top. And uh, somebody got in the family got mad uh, with uh, a uh, uh, person who was married, and uh, he's, ma- he's married to this lady, and they're Christian. This is a Christian family. And uh, so they, uh, the, the man took his mother to the house after church, and uh, she's a elderly woman, and he uh, took her to the house after church and dropped her off, and then he walked her to the house. Well, uh, one of the relatives, his uh, sister, uh, saw she was driving up, and she saw that uh, his wife didn't get out the car to help the mother to the door with the husband. So uh, she got really upset, and then the next thing you know, uh, she uh, told her sister, and things just blew up, the, the family division, the strife all around that. And you know what? That could have been diffused, and it could have been stopped if uh, the sister would have just said, you know what, let me talk to my brother and find out why his wife was in the car sitting. And you know what? He told his wife to sit in the car and just relax. I got everything under control. And then, secondly, if she had a problem with uh, his wife, what she should have did is done what Matthew chapter 18 says when Jesus said, if you have a fault with your brother, you go to your brother and you uh, tell him, and if you win him, you've uh, gained a brother. See, there's a proper way of doing things, but the devil didn't have it set up like that. He feeds into strife. He feeds into uh, division and sowing discord among the brethren. That's one thing that God said in Proverbs 6 that he hates, you know, is this thing of sowing discord among the brethren. And so we see uh, throughout history that this thing of strife, and division is something that's dangerous, and it can lead to people not only being angry with one another and not being forgiving of one another, but people have killed one another around these things. Now, I want you to look with me at uh, 1 Corinthians chapter uh, 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. Well, actually, I'm going to go to chapter uh, 1. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 1 first. And I want to call your attention to something very important here. And um, 
Then I want to relate it to 1 Corinthians chapter 3, because let me just kind of go over to 1 Corinthians chapter 3 quickly, and then I'll go back to chapter 1. It says in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, the Apostle Paul is writing to the church of Corinth, and they were a carnal church. They were a worldly church, and they fed into strife and division, just like a lot of our churches doing today, like a lot of marriages are doing today, a lot of homes are doing today. And he says, and I, I, and I brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual. <laughs> he just could not talk to them on a mature spiritual level. Uh, because they were babes, and this is what he says, and he says, but unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ, they were like babies that had to be uh, rocked, they had to be cradled, they had to be burped, (laughs) and uh, you know what? Let me say this. Sometimes you have in churches, you have more babes in the congregation than in the nursery. Did you not know that? Sometimes more babes in a congregation than in the nursery. And he says in verse 2, And I have fed you with milk and not with meat. For hitherto you were not able to bear it, neither yet now are able. And he says, For ye are yet carnal. He mentions the word carnal again. And then he goes on to say, For as there is among you envying. Here's the word strife. Here's another word that goes with that. It gives birth to, uh, what gives birth from strife? Division. Are you not carnal and walk as men? That's what they're doing. They're not walking after the God man, but after men. While one saith, I am a Paul, and another, I am a Paulus, are you not carnal? Who then is Paul? Who is Apollos? But ministers by whom you believe as, as the Lord gave to every man. Now, notice that word Lord, because I want to talk about that in a little bit. And he talks about, you know, uh, that uh, one planteth and one watereth another planteth, and then God giveth the increase. He, he's focusing on God. That's need to be the thing. That's our focus today. Now, I want you to understand that Paul is letting these this church know that our identity is in Christ. It's not in men. You not know that that's one of the reasons why denominations started because of men. The church at one time was all one, but they started naming denominations after men, you know. And this is the thing that oftentimes causes division is when we get into man's thinking over God's thinking. And uh, that was the problem that was going on with all of these things with Calvinism and Arminianism. They started trying to figure out the mind of God, a whole bunch of men, a whole bunch of scholars. See, we get ourselves in a lot of trouble. Now, I want you to understand this, that our identity is in Christ. Our identity is not in a denomination. It's not in a church building. It's not in some type of uh, racial group. It's not our our identity is not in anything that has to do with politics, whether you're a Democrat or Republican or independent. But people make their identities in all these things. And you know what? That's the thing that gets us into a lot of trouble. Some people say my identity is being gay. 
No, that's not your true identity. Your true identity is in Christ. That's the thing that keeps everything unified. But when we start to get into man's thinking and to our thinking and not into the thinking of God, that's why it says in Isaiah 55, as the heavens are higher than the earth, God says, so are my thoughts higher than yours. Now, I want you to see something in closing with this thing that that gives uh, these things of carnality as well as uh, the thinking of man more so than God. I want to give you something that the Apostle Paul gives to this church that's the answer to division and strife and all the problems that we see in our marriages, in our homes, in our churches, in our community, and everywhere. Paul gives the answer to this in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Look at it with me. Notice, I want you to notice something very important. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, I taught on this before. I want you to notice how many times he mentions the word Lord. Do you not know that in verse 2, he mentions the word Lord, and then at the end of that chapter, the word Lord is mentioned again. Notice that. I want you to, I want you to take heed to that. He mentions the word Lord in verse 2, Jesus Christ, our Lord, and then you get over to verse 31, uh, he says, let him glory in the Lord. See, we need to let Jesus become Lord of our life. Let him become ruler. Now you say, well, I'm saved. Yeah, but have you taken a step further? Has the curious Lord become ruler, owner of your life, of your thoughts, of your action, of your money? Of everything, because it's God's money. Now, I want you to notice something as we look at this quickly, because our time is almost up. I want you to notice with me how many times the word Lord is mentioned, because Paul is trying to drill on these Christians because they're carnal, they're worldly. This is what we need to be preaching in our churches. Notice verse 2. He mentions the word Jesus Christ, our Lord. Look at verse 3, the Lord Jesus Christ. And then as you go down to verse 7, the Lord Jesus Christ. Look at verse 8, our Lord Jesus Christ. Look at verse 9, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Look at verse 10, uh, our Lord Jesus Christ. And then he says that if we're focused with that, look at, the, look at verse 10, no divisions. If we, because he brings us to no division and having the same mind. That's what it says in verse 10. Because there's contention, look at verse 11, contention among you. So Christ needs to be the center, verse 12, Christ, and then is Christ divided? Paul is saying no. So if I focus on Christ, there will be no division. Then look at verse 17, Christ. Look at it also in verse 17, it mentions Christ again. Verse 18, God, focusing all on God. Verse 21, God, and then God again. And then Christ in verse 23, Christ crucified. Then Christ, verse 24, Christ the power of God. And then verse 25, God. And then he mentioned God again. And then verse 27, God. And then verse 27, God. Then verse 28, God. And then look at verse 29, that no flesh shall glory in his presence. In other words, flesh stuff, when we are controlled by the flesh, Jesus said the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. When we're controlled by the flesh, it destroys unity. It destroys you know, the purpose of oneness, it destroys all of that. And then look at verse 30. But unto him 
are ye in Christ Jesus, who is God, is made unto us wisdom and righteousness and sanctification, all we need to be made holy, and redemption. Here's the last verse, that according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. That is our big problem today. We haven't made Jesus Lord of our life because when we do that, he will knock out the flesh, the world, Satan, and all that stuff, and he will get the glory rather than you. He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says unto the churches regarding the Lordship of Christ that will give strife and division a black eye. Brother Gary. All right. Well, it's time for us to take that commercial break. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. Well, welcome back to Contending for the Faith <clears throat> with your host, Bay Area pastor, lecturer, and counselor, and expert on the cults, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. We want to thank everyone who has been uh, in deep prayer for contending for the faith. We definitely need those deep prayers. We also want to thank those who gave over the last two weeks, Jackie, Diane, and Ronald, Jim and Kim, Scott, Sandra, Gail, Mary June, Jerry, Nancy, Benjamin, and, and Terry. Uh, we just need to remind everybody, you know, the summer months are are about to wrap up, you know. Some of uh, stu- kids have started back to school already, and then a lot of them start back next week. And so, you know, the summertime is when we take the biggest dip in in terms of giving. Uh, but the summer is over, and people are back, and we want you to get back in the saddle, get back in the saddle in the swing of things, um, <clears throat> particularly when it comes to prayer and giving. We need your partnership in both areas in order to maintain this ministry. It costs us 400 a week to stay on the air. So we need your help. We need your listener support. Uh, right now, we need uh, $290 for this week's program. So uh, we we really need you to step up to the plate and hit a home run for contending for the faith. We really need you to um, be consistent not only in prayer, but consistent in your partnership in giving. It's so vital. It's so important that uh, both are maintained and that uh, now that the summer is over and we can get back into the swing of things and get our schedules back in tune and on track to be consistent in that giving as well. There's two ways you can donate. Um, the first way is send a check or money order to Contending for the Faith. P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. Uh, That's Contending for the Faith, Post Office Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. The second way is so much easier. Uh, Just go on your computer or your laptop, your smartphone, go online to contendingfaith.org. That's contendingfaith.org. And click on the donate button. It's that simple. You will be a blessing for time and eternity. You know, God has given us three things, time, talent, and treasure. We're going to be held accountable for those areas uh, one day and stand before him and give an account. And so what we've done, what we do is so critical. Are we taking uh, our time and using it for God's kingdom? Are we giving that time back to the Lord? What about your talent? Is your talent in operation in terms of ministry? Are you being used in your church? Are you teaching that Sunday school class knowing that you have the gift of teaching? There are so many things God has given you in the area of talent. Are you using them for the kingdom? And, of course, our treasure. God has given us the ability to earn money. And, you know, 
The tithe belongs to him, that 10%. Are you giving that tithe to your church? Your local church should be receiving that. If, if you're not, you're missing out on huge blessings. You're missing out on the favor of God if you're not tithing. That's a whole complete episode of contending for the faith we could do on giving. But it's so important. And then above the tithe, has God blessed you to be able to give above the tithes? Are you giving to missions? Are you, are you helping folks who are on the front lines who have put their, their lives in jeopardy to, to bear witness of the gospel of Jesus Christ all over this planet? Some folks are being persecuted unto death. People are thrown into prison who are trying to share the word of God in remote places where it's considered a crime. We are still in the country where we can worship freely. It's so important that God hasn't called us to go to the darkest places of the world, but we can send gifts that way. God has called, hasn't called us to these specific types of things, but he's blessed us to be in the most affluent nation on the planet. And so we need to give. We need to give to ministries that are doing that work, ministries like Contending for the Faith, who are sharing the Word of God and giving reasons and answers for faith right here across the airwaves. It's so important. Your, your, your dollars make a difference in eternity when you send them the right way. So we want to encourage you tonight. Partner with us financially. Partner with us through prayer so that we can continue to do the work. Partner with us so that we can see lives touched and changed. Partner with us so that we can continue to give reasons and answers for faith. Dr. Buckner. Thank you, Brother Gary, and I uh, wanted you to uh, share, have a, a prayer around someone before That's we right. get to the, and then also just uh, briefly announce an upcoming class. I have it highlighted here, and I think people will be really blessed by that as well. Well, we did receive a, you know, we always ask you guys to send us, you know, letters and notes to that talk about different things that have blessed you about the broadcast, but we received a a note from um, Sandy, and she is just really broken up about the issue of sex trafficking in our country and how it's epidemic. I know that I live in Sacramento, and Sacramento is like the number two spot in the country because of the location and how all the the roads and highways and the freeways. Sacramento was a hub for all the major uh, cities and freeways that lead to those cities. And so when someone's trafficked up there, they can just disappear. They can just send them any place in the country without any uh, without a trace. So it's a it's a it's a problem all over, and especially <clears throat> in Northern California. And so she's asking for prayer, and, and and that you know these poor children are getting caught up into this madness. Um, a child has a life expectancy of seven years maximum once they are trafficked. And um, it's, a, it's a terrible, terrible uh, commentary to our culture and our society that this is going on in this day and age. It's just a, it's a, it's a travesty. But we know that prayer works, and we know that God loves children. And so I want to encourage our listeners that pray on a regular basis to include this as something to pray about, to pray for our children, pray for our teens, a hedge of protection and a wall of fire around them. Yeah, you know, Jesus has made it very clear that uh, in Matthew chapter 18, not only referring to children, but also believers as well, but 
He said, if you offend one of these little ones, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. better off than a millstone that hung about your neck and you're cast into the midst of the sea. And that's a dreadful way to go. So it lets you know that God has a great heart after children. And when people abuse them and uh, take advantage of them, uh, they will experience the judgment of God. And we see this with Jeffrey Epstein right now, uh, where he's not only got himself in a lot of trouble and many others that are in the news, but he ended up committing suicide from what we know now. They're still investigating the situation from what happened to him in prison. But we need to not take this thing lightly. And I would say also pray for our, you know, with with uh, school starting this, this week and last week and our children are back in schools and the, there's a lot of things entering the public school systems that parents you need to be aware of and uh, constantly be monitoring what your children are hearing and receiving, particularly in the area of sexuality and the things that are being taught to them without your knowledge. And you need to make sure that uh, you understand exactly what's going on and what's happening uh, in in this area, and that when you want to have com- when you want your children to have conversations around uh, same sex uh, conversations, that it comes from you and not someone at their school, so that it's coming from you, and that makes sure that your children are not confused or being confused or being indoctrinated into something that is against your your beliefs. So it's really critical that we remain vigilant. Uh, about what's happening to our children and always pray um, and be involved at your schools. Be involved. Know what's going on there. Uh, Know the teacher. Know the principal. Know what's happening uh, in the curriculum. Don't just toss your child into that uh, situation without any regard for what's going on. It's so critical. But let's pray. Amen. So, Lord, we just lift up this situation, Lord God. It is appalling to us. I know it must be um, appalling to you in so many greater ways. And we just pray that, Lord, you would step in, that you, Lord God, would rout the enemy in his pursuit and destruction of children's lives. We pray, Lord God, for um, families, Lord God, that have been damaged by the situation. We pray for children even now who are, are caught into it, Lord God, that you would find a way to get them out, that you would release them from this evil. Deliver them, Lord God. We pray for our schools and our families and, and as the new school year begins that um, children would not be subjected to things that they really didn't need to hear. They don't need to think about that. Let them remain children as long as they can be children and innocent as long as they can be remain innocent. And parents, uh, we just pray that they would step in and be involved in their children's lives and especially at the school site level. We just pray, Lord God, that you would just supernaturally move in a mighty way across this nation and that you would defend these, these innocent children, Lord God. We just thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Brother Gary. <clears throat> I guess we should get to. Oh, yeah, you're going to mention the about the classroom. Oh, that's right. <clears throat> so much to think about right now. Amen. So we have a class coming up entitled "What Does It Mean to Be an Extreme Disciple?" Part Two. So a while back, Doctor Buckner uh, taught. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Buckner taught a class, uh, part one of this, and so here comes part two. Uh, it begins. Um, let's see, 
Monday, September 9th until October 7th at 7 o'clock p.m. It's a five-week class. Uh, Dr. Buckner will teach on how most Christians, even many in the church, have never been taught about what it means to be a true extreme disciple of Christ. So we want to encourage you, uh, if you're interested in this class, contact Dr. Buckner at area code 415-721-1778. That's area code 415-721-1778. Or you can email him at jlbcftf at comcast.net. All right, so we're going to go to our first caller real quick. CC, we'll get you started. How you doing, CC? Hey. Oh, good. We have a lot of static in the background. Um, uh, yeah, you do? Yes, it's really bad static. Oh, my goodness. Um, Let me try and move in a different area real quick. Yeah. Uh, okay. It's, it sounds a little bit better. Speak, oh, speak so we can hear you. It's better. No, we still have a bad. Why don't you? Why, why don't you try to call us back? Call, call us back, and we'll get you right out to Sofia. Um, wait, let me try to go outside. Well, we we got we on a time thing, so call us back, and we'll we'll get you right away. Let's go to Sophia. Sophia, how you doing? Oh, I tell you, I'm so happy. I talk very fast because I have a lot to say. By the way, I never knew what a money order was. I say, what is this thing? And now I find out it's safer. You go right up to the counter. They, I thought maybe you'd go to the bank. I go to the, they say, you want a money order? No problem. Bam, bam, bam. So I put aside $100. I send you a money order. I never knew I could do it because I can't do it with my husband with our checking account or the credit card. But I have my own little thing I put aside. So I, if you, anyone doesn't know about a money order, it's not hard. Now, I get to the... Well, we appreciate that. Appreciate that, oh, that, that I blessing. So excited. I've been putting it aside, you know, a little bit. What do I need? I don't drink coffee. I wouldn't spend money on coffee. But this is God's work. Uh-huh. Now, listen, I have a... I have a uh, you talk about strife. I've been in strife. Uh, yeah, and you know you, what you say is true because, you know, you don't sleep and things. I'm so excited to talk, so I have to talk fast because I know people want to get in. Well, you know what? Now, Just ask, ask your question, and then we've got to go to a commercial break, and then when we come back, I'll answer your questions. My question is, everyone now, in the wake of the shootings, and then even when there's hurricanes and things, they'll say to me, there's no God, because God, you know, wouldn't let this happen. You, you've heard it before. So I have an answer, but I want to ask you if it's the correct answer, so maybe we go to the break, and then I ask. Okay, we'll do that. We'll go to a break, and then we'll come back and address your question. Thank you so much. All right. Wow. Time for that break real fast. Okay. We'll be right back with more of Contending for the Faith. So welcome back to Contending for the Faith with your host, Bay Area Pastor, Lecture Counselor, and Expert on the Cult, Dr. Jerry L. Buckner. And we're going to make this uh, brief. We've got so many callers here, and time is running out. But we just want to encourage you uh, to continue to pray for Contending for the Faith and to continue to partner us with us financially. Uh, this is a listener-supported ministry, and right now we need $290 for tonight's program. So we want to encourage you, step up to the plate, hit a home run for Contending for the Faith. There's two ways you can donate. Uh, first is simply go uh, you know, send a check or money order, as our last caller mentioned. You can get a money order really easily. Uh, to Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. That's Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, 
Tiburon, California, 94920. The second way, uh, just go online to uh, contendingfaith.org. That's contendingfaith.org. And click on the donate button, and you'll be a blessing for time and eternity. So let's get back to Sophia's question, Dr. Buck. Yes, Sophia, how are you doing? Well, fine. Uh, All right. I, what I want question? to know is the only answer I come up with would they say, go after me. Oh, there's no God or this wouldn't happen. I say, well, but man, God made us for free will. But I say, I better ask Dr. Buckner, the, what would he tell as a, as a pastor? What would you say when people say, well, why does God let this happen? Well, I would say this, that um, I would say that uh, things happen uh, sometimes under the sovereign will of God. Uh, and because he sometimes will allow uh, the good, bad, and ugly to happen uh, so that he can bring good out of it. So there are things that happen many times in life to all of us, but we know that God brings good out of it. Let me kind of give you an example. There were There are two people in the Bible that the Bible... Uh, never speaks anything negative about, you know, most of the people in the Bible, because the Bible is a book that's dealing with the humanity of man and the failures of man, but the strengths. But uh, I always give people a trivia question on two people, and that's, uh, you know, Daniel and Joseph. And when you look at the life of Joseph, he went through a whole lot. He was like, he was like the first Kunta Kente, and he was uh, put into a a hole dropped into a pit and then uh, taken from the pit and taken to Egypt and then left there as a slave. And then God uh, took him through that experience, allowed him to go through the experience of all that suffering uh, to uh, raise him up as the prime minister. And then when he saw his brothers later on, they didn't know who he was, but he in Genesis chapter 50, he said, what you intend for evil God will bring good. So a lot of times the the most evilest things in the world today, God takes those things and brings about good out of it. And and then you look at you you want to share with people the greatest evil, the greatest wickedness of man's heart. The greatest wretchedness of man's heart is the cross. But in the midst of the cross, hallelujah Jesus, uh, he brought the resurrection. You know, so uh, with, wow, with, with pain, with no pain, there is no gain. And with suffering, you know, like Paul says in, in Philippians chapter 3, this is so important. Because when you look at all of the religions of the world and you look at the word faith teachers, they say suffering is a sin. Says all suffering is a sin. And not all suffering is a sin because yeah. you look at the life of Job. God allowed that Job to go through that. For a purpose. In Romans 8 and 28, all things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to his purpose. So when you look at the greatest evil at the cross, God brought through that the greatest good. And then when you talk about the epitome of suffering, you look at the uh, the, the Apostle Paul in, in Philippians 3, and then he has ended up embracing it and saying, you know, to know, to know God, to know the power of the resurrection— and, you know, most of us would jump up for joy, but he says, he continues to say, and the fellowship of his suffering. Nobody wants to hear that, but there's such a thing as fellowship of suffering, and God takes suffering and brings about the greater good out of all that. So you always want to let people know, 
You mentioned the cross, and you mentioned the resurrection, and you mentioned stories in the Bible where people went through so much suffering, but God brought a greater good. And even with us, with the failure of mankind, from the Garden of Eden on to the God's taking all of that, and he's going to make a better world, a better place for us to be in eternity. So hopefully that helped you out. It's a lot of good oh points. Oh, my God, that's so perfect. I, I can't thank you enough, Dr. Buckner. Now I am armed and ready. Amen. Now, well, now go I want to say quickly, I know you have to go, but I want to say, ladies, I was going to buy a raincoat and a, a jacket for the winter. We don't need new ones. Forget it. Give it to this thing. That's what I do. I take that $100 and send it tomorrow. I don't need a raincoat. <laughs> Amen. All right. Thank All right. You, thank you so much, and thank you for the good question. Okay, All right. God bless you. God bless you. Well, we know God's going to keep you dry, especially for sacrificing that raincoat. Amen. <laughs> That's right. He, he may bring you 10 raincoats as a result. You never know what God's going to do. You never know what God's going to do. So, All uh, right. we, we know. We know. So, all right. Let's go to see if we can get Cece back. Uh, Cece, are you there? Yes, I am. All right, that's much better. We, when we first heard you, man, it sounded like you were uh, between uh, 100 diesels. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you sound 100% better. Yeah. You sound like you were in yeah. an echo chamber mm-hmm. and bats were flying past your head. Or yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally, yeah, literally, I was. Uh-huh. So, what's on your heart? Uh, you have a different question. Last week, we didn't finish up your last question. So, last next week, let's get back to 1 Corinthians 14 and 3 next week because we didn't finish that up. But. We can we can go over to uh, you have Colossians two and uh, yeah. and verse fourteen. What would you like yeah. to know about that? I want you to ask me what that what um, what that passage means because that passage has jumped out at me. You know, because I'm still in First Corinthians fourteen too, but I want to take a halt and go here. And I do want to go back here, so I appreciate it. Oh yeah, this is a tremendous uh, uh, verse of scripture and chapter as well, uh, because the theme is Christ and what He's done. Uh, and so when you look at this verse, uh, why don't you read it? you have your Bible there? Yeah. Okay, I have cool. a word right here. Okay, read, read it for the listeners out there who don't have okay. a Bible. Um, blotting out the handwriting of ordinance that was against us, which was contrary to us, and taking it out of the way and nailing it to his cross. Right. That's a tremendous, uh, thank you for reading that. It's a tremendous verse of Scripture, and the Greek word here for handwriting, a lot of people don't look at the Greek meaning of words sometimes, so they can uh, eisegete things, but in the Greek, the handwriting refers to the handwriting certificate of a debt, and uh, so a lot of times people will uh, immediately think that this is referring to just the law itself, but in the Greek, the handwriting, and this is something that people need to make a note of, the handwriting refers to the handwriting of a certificate of a debt by which a debtor acknowledges indebtedness. So that's the first point that I want to say about that and what God has done because uh, this um, debt, which is the debt referring to sin, uh, God has come alone through the cross and has uh, made us debt-free because of him shedding his blood on the cross. And we had a sentence uh, to death, a, a criminal uh, crime, a death sentence, uh, eternal death sentence. And what Christ has come to do 
what the first Adam could not do, the second Adam did, and he came uh, to nail this to the cross. And I think that that's something very important. Now, also when Paul mentions the word handwriting, uh, he's kind of also using a a, a graphic way of comparing God's forgiveness uh, of the believers for sins in wiping ink off of a parchment. So in their day, they would use a parchment, and they would use uh, ink uh, to uh, wipe off a certain uh, thing. So he's using that illustration, too, to say uh, through Christ nailing it to the cross, he's like wiped our sins uh, clear and free of us. So and those things were against us, sin, as well as uh, all of our debts, all of the things that uh, we have committed, and in Christ, uh, we are debt-free. We can say hallelujah to that. We can praise God that he nailed it to the cross, and uh, the penalty uh, and the, is, is uh, lifted off of us because he paid the penalty. And so we have a free account. We have a Christ's account in our place and Christ nailed all of our sins to the cross, and we can glorify God in that, and we can praise him in that. And hopefully that's given you some insight because I've given you a little uh, Greek with this, too, to, to kind of give you a little more insight. And Dr. Buckner, the NIV has it like this, having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, mm-hmm. which stood against us and condemned us, he has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. Amen. Very good. Yeah. That's adds some more good meat to what mm-hmm. has already been said. So hopefully that helps you out. Yeah, helps a lot. I really appreciate that. That's that's a lot of good information. I appreciate it. Well thank a you. Lot so, of there. Thank you so much. You keep on chewing on that meat. And uh you have uh we're gonna try to get to Rick's question. You have a quick prayer and then we'll get to Rick. Just call. Just pray for pray for pray for my my mother Rosalinda and my family, and then just pray for me. I'm having some problems in my apartment where some, some repairs are supposed to be done and some furniture is supposed to be moved that I can't move, and I'm getting a lot of problems with my apartment. So we can pray for that, and you know this, you know, my pray for my mother Rosalinda, and just lift up whatever else, however you can, really quickly, and then just lift up Eminem and Marlon Wayne for their salvation. Those two young guys. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's do that, uh, brother Gary, and we'll get All right. right. We lift up, Lord, we just thank you for Brother C.C., and we just lift up these requests for his mother, Rosalinda. We pray for her health and continued uh, protection. We pray for the situation in his apartment, Lord God, that you give him favor in this area. We lift up uh, Eminem and Marlon Wayans and other celebrities as well, that you, Lord God, would step into their lives as much. They need you as much as we need you. So, Lord God, we just pray for their salvation and that you'd move in these areas. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Cece, for your call, and we'll try to address the First Corinthians 14 and 3 next week. Thank you. I really, really appreciate you guys. Thank you. We appreciate so you, too, and God bless you. God bless you. All right. Brother Rick, you have a, a yeah. moment. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, Brother Rick? I am blessed. How about yourself? Oh, we're truly blessed. Let's get right to your question. Let's get down to business. Sound like you have a real good one. Okay. You've heard the term exegesis. How did it originate among theologians, and how does it impact us in the New Testament? That's a good question. And uh, 
I think a lot of people will like to hear the answer to this one because it's uh, something that's worth taking notes on because uh, we do use that word uh, exegesis uh, quite a bit, which is meaning in the Greek to uh, uh, that it explains itself within the context. So exegesis means uh, to let the text explain itself. Well, the biggest thing that we need to understand when it comes to exegesis is understanding that Jesus is our exegesis. Theologians have always come to the conclusion that Jesus is our exegesis, and how they've come to that is a interesting Greek word, and you may want to write this down. It's uh, found in uh, John, the Gospel of John chapter 1 and verse um, 18. Uh, where it says, and no man has seen God at any time, the only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he has declared him. The word declare is another Greek form of exegete him. So Jesus is the exegesis of God. And, uh, and so when we think about theologians derive the term exegesis, or the word in exegesis means to interpret as a hermeneutical term, uh, meaning hermeneutics means to uh, the science of interpretation. So uh, the word declare, theologians have derived the term exegete uh, or interpret from this word, which is declare. And uh, this is how they come up with it. So when Jesus is our exegesis, we, everything centers around him. Everything rests in him. Everything is interpreted in him. Why? Because he is the living word. But also he explains the the living word, which is a capital W, is he, he exegetes the written word, which is the Bible, So, you, which is the little w. So hopefully that gives you some additional insight Always remember the the word declare. That's another form of exegete, and that's Jesus is our exegesis. Amen. I really appreciate that. You got it. You got it. Check it out tonight and do some study on it. I think you'll be doubly blessed. Think. Thank you for that question and that and that uh, uh, your call as well, Brother Rick. We appreciate you, and we're praying for you, Brother Gary. Knock a home run in the name of Jesus. All right. Well, we've come to the end of tonight's broadcast. And we'd like to thank Vince, our engineer, and you, our listening audience, for being part of tonight's program. It's important for us to hear from you. Your letters and cards are an encouragement to us, so please drop us a note and let us know how this program has blessed you. You can reach us at Contending for the Faith, P.O. Box 553, Tiburon, California, 94920. And again, if you're interested in Dr. Buckner's class, you can reach him at area code 415-721-1778. Please keep us in your prayers until next week at this time when we once again give you the opportunity to ask questions and make dialogue for Dr. Buckner, always with one purpose in mind, to equip, exhort, and better enable you to contend for the faith. May God richly bless you. My name is Gary Bell. We pray that you have a blessed uh, Lord's Day tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.